0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: So what does your spouse do when he or she gets stressed out? Um, I was talking to somebody who said stress manifests itself physically. And so, like, my wife can't hide. She gets headaches and stomach aches. And if she's stressed out about something, she looks for something to do. Uh, what what can I tackle? What job can I take on? Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with uh, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They're the couple who run our marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Um, how do you two uh, respond to
2: stress? What happens? I get short and cranky. Well, I do, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's aware <laughs> of that. <laughs> Only because I've heard that numerous times over the last few months from my wife. You're You're really short and cranky. And uh, she's not talking about my height. Um, I also notice, though, that when I'm really stressed out, I, I almost get immobilized. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it, It's like I just sit there and float. I, I'm, I'm so stressed out that I can't figure out what to do, so I just kind of float. Mm-hmm. And so and being immobilized is another way that that comes mm-hmm. out in me. Yeah, that,
1: that hit me last week. I mean, I went home one night and I just looked at Dina and said, I'm spent. I'm exhausted and I'm stressed out. I'm going to bed. So checking I like out, it. I guess, is what that would be. And yeah. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd like to hear your, your
0: stress I points. I get critical, irritable, short-tempered, but it's hilarious
2: because she cleans. that's what I was just oh, going to really, say. Really?
0: Last week, Annie came up. She goes, are you stress cleaning? And I said, no, I'm just sweeping the floor. The dog's got mud all over it. She's like, no, you're stress cleaning. And I'm like, even my 13-year-old knows what I do. Dad tells me you clean when you're stressed. Really? We, we
2: all So if
1: the house isn't in order, Greg comes home and does something to stress right, you just out to and, you know, yeah, just... provoke her
2: and uh-huh. getting the house clean Because that's yeah. how important that is to me. Well, let's let's go ahead. <laughs> and
1: hear from a couple that admittedly struggled for the first 15 years of their marriage. And then uh, they really came across some pretty interesting things. Mylon and Kay Yurkovich, they've been on the broadcast a number of times, and they really do a good job of speaking from their own
3: experience, as I said. And here they are now talking with Jim Daly. Describe what you learned from that phraseology that the scripture uses one another. Um, Do you have some examples? I do. We realized
4: that here we are married, and yet we couldn't take the commands of Scripture to one another, which was to be speak the truth and love to one another. We didn't know how to do that. Listen to one another. We didn't know how to listen well. You know, the Bible says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Well, we had that all backwards. <laughs> and we had, we, <laughs> so had to work, we had to work so hard to learn to become good listeners. Then we had to learn to comfort one another for whatever they were feeling, because we're told in 2 Corinthians 1 to comfort one another.
5: Well, these are commands of Scripture. And they're the hardest in marriage because that's where we build up resentment. That's where we have hurts that may not be resolved. And and yet that's the most important place that we could practice the one another's.
3: Well, in fact, the phrase that, you know, nobody knows you like your spouse.
5: That's exactly right. That is,
3: we, we don't say nobody knows you like your friend. But
5: you know, it's interesting, Jim, <laughs> as much as that's true, when we ask a couple, what is your spouse's stress response? They kind of look at us like, what are you talking about? Well, what do, you, what do they do when they're stressed? What do you observe about them? What do you see in their behavior and their voice tones? And it's different for everybody. Some people go sleep. Some people get angry. Some people huff and puff. Some people withdraw and retreat. I think, you know, when you can really study your family, study your, your spouse, your kids, what do they do when they're stressed? Because that's the time we want to move toward them to find out what's going on inside. They're well, obviously not okay.
3: Yeah, and let me ask you that specifically because I don't know if it's intentional, but I think I think we're just not observant. I mean, I, I, I can think of that for myself with Jean. You know, Do I know her triggers and those things as well as I should? Probably not. I, but it's almost like it, it, it's because I'm just not tuned into the frequency. Does that make well, sense? It,
5: we automatically, when we sense those things, we're like, uh oh, stay away or, or pick a fight or, you know, but we Run don't know. How to, we Run don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we all do
3: it. I mean, that's the thing. It's right. not like I don't want to learn, it's like I have a different reaction that I'm not even seemingly in control of uh, or aware of. Yeah. I had a couple in my office who, uh, when she was
4: stressed, she would uh, rip open a closet, tear everything out of the closet, and rearrange it all and a lot of us do this, we clean and structure and sort our physical environment as a way of managing our internal chaos and distress. And I taught her husband how to recognize that when she starts ripping a closet apart, or, or dumping drawers out on the floor, to instead of saying, what are you doing? Or that's crazy? Or can I help you in none of those? It's you must be stressed right now. Sit down and tell me what's stressing you before you finish that closet. And he learned to engage by observing what her stress response was. And they began to have a closer, more intimate relationship. He did the opposite of what he probably felt like doing. But that's what God calls us to do. Everything that God calls us to do is counterintuitive to our fleshly nature.
1: So Greg, Mylan and Kay mentioned uh, how they've learned to apply what Scripture teaches about comforting each other and and kind of relieving that emotional burden. Um, Are there some go-to Scriptures that you go to when you're in need of some comfort?
2: Absolutely. I love Philippians 4-7, and it says, "...and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus." and what i love about that is oftentimes through stress it's it's i feel like there's a cloud mm-hmm. you know there's a veil I, I i can't see something it's it's i'm all too close to whatever the issue is whatever's stressing me out and that's why i love that 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 god's peace so christ's peace which surpasses all understanding so even in those moments that i'm not clear what is going on i have the confidence that that his peace will go way beyond my understanding. But then what I love is that, that his peace guards both my heart and my mind. And when we're under stress, um, you think about the, the nature shows where we see the lions attacking, you know, the, whatever the gazelle, whatever. And it's always going to go after the one that's isolated and alone and injured. And, and that's Satan's MO. Satan's going to come after us when we're feeling alone, when we're feeling isolated, yes. when we're feeling injured, when we're stressed, when all those things are happening. We're just, we're easy targets. And he's going to come after my mind. So he's going to fill me with all this self-doubt. Things aren't going to get better. Where's God? You're alone. Aaron doesn't care. So he's going to attack my mind. But then he's also trying to write lies on my heart. And see, you you you're not good enough. See this, you know, nothing is ever gonna work out. What whatever it is, and and what I love is that it's in those moments when I turn to Christ. He's going to give me that peace. I'm not going to even understand it, but that doesn't matter. And then he's helping to combat the very things that Satan is trying to fill my mind and write on my heart. And that's so important.
1: And it's really good. I mean, this is the beauty of marriage, isn't it? That we're not walking these stressful moments alone. And there are times when Dina will just mention a verse or vice versa. I've said something to her that I've observed in Scripture and she's she's kind of buoyed by that. Yeah. I'm encouraged by that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like she lectures or anything, or gives me some false sense of rah rah. You can do it. She just feels for me and and helps me get a kind of an eternal perspective. God is sovereign. He's
2: got this. Plus, you're encountering truth, as it talks about, mm-hmm. you know when when and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, yeah. so that that's that encounter with truth.
0: I turn more towards um Christ strengthening me in those moments, so I will often recite Joshua one nine um, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you may go, mm-hmm. although during times of stress. Um, conflicts can emerge. And I know Greg thinks I love conflict. I actually, what I really am longing for is connection. And so there is a fear of disconnection there. So I know in my fear that I can do things that even intensify the disconnection. So I start praying, Lord, make me strong, make me courageous to do this in a way that's honoring to you. Because if I do it in my flesh, it's not going to go well. So make me strong and courageous to trust you to fill me so I can show up in ways that I'm open, that I'm not angry, that I'm not raging, and that, you know, I can I can actually have a chance of connecting with my husband.
1: Appreciate that. Well, it might be that you need some comfort and encouragement in your daily life or in your marriage, and if you'd like to talk to somebody just to get some perspective, maybe to hear some truth from Scripture, uh, let us know. We have a caring team of Christian counselors, and uh, we'll schedule a time, they'll call you back, and that phone call is free. Uh, The number is 800-A-FAMILY. Again, 800, the letter A in the word family. And let me say that that team of Christian counselors is here at Focus because generous donors support the ministry. They make that kind of service and resource to you available. And if you can join our support team, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, No gift is too small. Um, A one-time gift is great. A monthly pledge. uh, Become a sustaining member if you can of the support team. Either way, we'll send a a Growing Your Marriage in Times of Stress broadcast bundle, which includes the book by Mylon and Kay, How We Love. It's a great book. We also have a copy of the entire conversation, uh, of which you heard a portion today. Uh, Details about the bundle and our counseling team and other resources are in the episode notes. For now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.